Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. Thriller. You have now entered the house of mystery with your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. Heard on FM Riverside and 1050 AM Palm Springs. Oh, welcome back, and here we are with medium Jim Hunt. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So tell me, Jim, when did it all start, and when was the first time you started uh, communicating with spirit? I would say it would have started at an earlier age, closer to five, six, age of reasoning, I guess, would make more sense, you know, that type of thing. And I would just, uh, people would consider me just having my um, imaginary friends, that kind of thing. Um, So I didn't feel too out of place until I got older, but I would say around five or six. Did you know what it was and what was happening at that age, or what did you think it was? I didn't know why older people were talking to a six-year-old. It didn't make much sense. And, and I would ask or inquisitively ask my mom or uh, my little friends and just say, do you see her? Do you, you, do you know what she's trying to, what she means? Because um, I grew up in a, in a part of Montreal, Quebec, where uh, quite a, it was very um, new immigrants were coming into Canada. So I met a lot of Italians and uh, Portuguese and Polish, Ukrainian. So I would, if they brought their parents over, they would be talking to me in the most strangest of languages until they understood that I only knew English. So it was kind of cool. So how did your mother react when you told her you were speaking to the dead? Um, I think I was kind of blessed because my mother was slightly intuitive herself. Um, not completely spiritual in the sense, but uh, she knew things that would blow our family's minds and say certain things, and they would come true. She was very much a futurist of sorts in her abilities. 
she was a pretty good woman. So when you became a teenager and in high school, did you keep your communications with the spirit world a secret? Uh, it's almost, um, I don't know how to express this. Um, it's almost like I had to uh, hide um, a lie or be the big joke or uh, like the big joker, sorry, the, um, uh, the type of person that would try and pay attention to everybody around uh, my peers, especially in high school, because they never would have understand. This was the 70s. There's just no way. There could have been free love and free speech, but there certainly was uh, a connection to people being uh, mentally ill in their eyes, and I would have been chastised and abused my whole time in school. So that was the time of uh, the exorcism and dark shadows and uh, kind of had a spooky feeling to uh, talking to the dead. Um, so did that cause any problems on the religious side? Uh, yeah, that's, thank you for that question. Sometimes I would feel different energies that would be different from one to the other. I can, I was able to, at a very young age, know what was bad and what was good in my spiritual world, in my mediumship or watching people. I knew when they were bad and I knew when they were good. And I, I'm to this day at 56 the same way. I have, I know them right away. And uh, I can't really say it was uh, a, a sense of religion that made me aware of that. It was just the sense of the energy was uh, frightening or it was angelic-like. So it was kind of cool. So I'm sure you come across good and bad spirits, but have you ever come across demons? Uh, there is a lot of demonic spirit out there, which is, uh, I think, in so many ways, is uh, affecting our world right now. As we just had in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I can say all across the United States, and uh, we've had a couple here in Canada, which is... It's uh, it's horrifying each time you you hear about this stuff, and um, I truly feel the weak and vulnerable are subject to some of this. But I could that's when my critics will just say, no, no, it's mental illness or it's something that's going on with these people, or they just snap. They snap for a reason, and sometimes the spirit world will take advantage, especially the demonics will take full advantage of people like that. So how do you explain demons? Are they a passed-on human uh, that is maybe on the evil side, or is it kind of uh, more spiritual? They're both. Depending on a lot of, in my opinion, because every psychic has, every clairvoyant, anybody spiritual has a different opinion. In, and mine is a little bit different in the fact that the demonic ones can be try to frighten people into submission when you can get also a demonic that will be angelic-like for the first little while and then almost convince you that uh, what you're doing is correct. So they build up a rapport. They, it's just like as if they were alive. They're, if they can take advantage of you and they're, they're big opportunists and they can find the loophole, they'll definitely try and control you. I've been in a few situations where I've watched things happen to people, and I've been choked out in a couple of episodes of my new series that I'm out on TV, and that freaks out everybody, the crew, myself, 
because I'm not listening. I'm not behaving the way they want me to. And let's talk about that. Now, you're on a show that just started. You've had one season. It's called Knock Knock Ghost. Yes, it is. How did that come about for you? Oh, um, I met the producer uh, through a friend of mine. My, uh, I've got a great life story. My wife is a stand-up comedian here in Canada. And uh, she had a lot of comedians that uh, she talked to, and I would go to see most of her shows. And uh, there was one person that was a radio personality, and uh, Richard Ryder, who's part of the show. And they said that uh, his producer was looking for a psychic, but they were looking for a female psychic. And Richard, I had done a previous reading for him about certain things, and he got me on the sh- uh, uh, as an audition, I guess, to meet these people, and... I think I just blew them away by what I was telling them. Now, watching the show, I've noticed there was, uh, it's quite a different mix of people. You've got Richard Ryder, a comedian, Brian Doyle, who's the assistant, and yourself, a medium. Uh, I've never seen that combination in any other show. I think that's where I give the producer kudos on this, because what a variance of humans we are. One is slightly skeptical. The other one is a believer and is afraid. Um, and uh, But we're all protective of one another, but they're both so curious about the afterlife and what goes on, and they want to know more, just like the regular Joe on the street or you and I talking. It's, it, it blows my mind, and I have so much fun with it. It's serious, but we have a lot of fun. It's the first time that you can put something out there that actually... Uh, has a more human touch to it. I'm not screaming at ghosts. I'm not. I'm not trying to control them or exercise them. I'm trying to find out who they are. They all have a story to say, so we just want to listen to them and uh, find out the history about them. So it's kind of fun. And then I move them to the light as, as many want to move. I'll move them on. But Brian Doyle is uh, afraid of his own shadow, which is so cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, different combination, and that brings me to other shows in the um, ghost hunting and medium uh, um, venue. Are there ones that you particularly like to watch or that are your favorites? Um, I must admit, uh, I did enjoy Ghost Adventures for many, many years. Um, And Zach and his crew. And I thought with all the electronic gadgets that they have to go out and try and find the spirit world, and they get introduced to a whole bunch of new ones. And if they actually work, it's kind of cool. But they are getting entities. They are getting voices. They are getting orbs, uh, shadow people, that type of thing. So I was kind of impressed with their show. And um, it hasn't fallen off. I just think that uh, even in season 12 for them, their shows are still pretty unique and pretty good. Well, how do you feel about uh, shows like The Ghost Adventures and TAPS that do not use a psychic or a medium in their investigation? Um, no, because I think that's a niche that some people are looking for. They want to they wanna be the regular Joe going out there without any psychic ability and knock on doors and be frightened to death, in my opinion. Um, I just sort of go out there and um, invite them. I... When we go into a, a haunted home or a, um, a, an old building, a fort, 
I am so excited about inviting them here. I want the energy. So good, bad, or indifferent, and they come. And if you've seen our show, you see how active it is. The voices we get, the knocks, the and that's without all the equipment that people use. And they're getting visions of orbs that move around or go through one's head. Uh, my cameraman, who's who's beside behind me, who's amazing. Uh, you know, he'll get his hair pulled or uh, a tuck at his shirt and. He won't want to be in a hallway alone with me, even. So it's it's quite active when I go in. And these guys are, the other shows, they're trying to go out there and provoke them. I'm not out there. I'm inviting them, good or bad. It sounds to me like uh, you are attracting spirits yourself, uh, sort of compared to a moth to a flame. Absolutely. They, it's... There's, there's a, I wish I could uh, give names of many more good, amazing psychics out there in the TV world, but I'm not good with the names, and I'm sorry. But there was a woman who worked with um, a, a retired police detective, and I forget her name. I think that's Amy Allen. Yeah. She blew my mind. I, that if, if there's anyone that I can meet in this world right now, she would be one of them. She, to me, was very honest, very real, very open, and she was already preparing herself to any place that she was going to investigate, which is what I have done since I was a child. If I'm going somewhere, I'm trying to invite the spirit world to come out and come out and play. And she was doing the same thing to try and find out the things that were happening. I think that woman is amazing. She is absolutely crazy, that woman, because some of the stuff I wouldn't even want to do. So you find yourself having the same pattern and uh, doing the same things in a reading as her. Yeah. And that's how you go about doing an investigation yourself. I will, uh, about a 20-minute drive prior to, the, to wherever we are going, I will uh, almost be, they all tell me, I'm very quiet, I'm very reserved, I don't talk, I don't laugh like we usually do, and I just, uh, uh, they say my eyes are so intense because I'm paying attention to the spirits, my guides, knocking on the other guides' doors and then flashing back and forth to me saying, oh, you're going to meet this person, you're going to meet that person, so or this spirit, that spirit, and I'm just almost prepared for it ahead of time. So when I walk into an asylum, I'm greeted by then the demonic, the healthy, the dark, the criminally insane and um, I'm, a, I'm ahead of the game because I'm prepared for them and what, what would happen. And they love to talk. Was there a particular experience in the first season of the show that left a mark or certainly um, you always keep thinking about now? Um, we didn't. There's two of them. One wasn't aired, aired on the show enough, but um, there was The Asylum, which was one of our last shows in near... Uh, St. Thomas, Ontario. It was it it has it, it has such a history on it, and I saw more of the employees that had passed away in the halls than I did the actual people that had passed away in the hospital itself. It seemed like they went to the light and moved forward, and then I had just the most amazing conversations with the actual employees who passed away and went back to the place that they loved. It, it, there was almost 23, uh, 23 or 25 of them, which was, and I was calling them out by name, 
and we had a curator there that was there since its inauguration, and he takes care of the place, and everyone that I mentioned, he knew personally. So that blew him away and me away, but we didn't play that segment, but that's my biggest thrill to date. And the other one is in Fort Henry in Kingston, and uh, I was choked, and I had to leave the premises to get out of there to to breathe again, and uh, my cameraman was with me. I didn't even know he was with me, because if you were feeling suffocated or uh, an inability to breathe, the first thing that you're trying, you're going to do or I'm going to do, I panic. I had to get some fresh air, and it was so natural, and... He had it on film, so thank God they didn't show it all, but it was enough to show that uh, they had control. And I had uh, orbs coming out of my head for 15, 20 minutes after that, so I was attacked by more than one spirit. Has that ever really frightened you um, when you're being attacked, and uh, do you ever have the feeling that it can go much further than uh, just uh, pushing, shoving, and touching your hair? Oh, um I'm telling you, Warren, with my heart that uh, the demonic and the evil spirits will find it in their power to hurt you or abuse you if you are trying to control the situation in there. They're like a bully in a room that are controlling the other spirits that want to leave and go to the light. And I'm someone who's taking them away from that. They dislike me to a point. It's It's unbelievable. They will kill batteries in our cameras. Uh, they'll, our mics will go no, uh, dead. Lights will just shut off out of nowhere. It's, it's, they want to do their best to prevent me from releasing some of the spirits that they're controlling. It's crazy. We recently had uh, Kevin Sullivan on our show, and in his um, frame of thought, um, there are no such things as passed on humans that we communicate with, who we are communicating with as mediums are familiar spirits or demons. I'll have, to, I'll have to pay attention to that one. Well, do you think in your experience that uh, mediums and yourself could be being fooled and really um, letting demons manipulate you? They, they can... Um... They can change into anything that they want to change into. But if, in my humble psychic opinion, it's, it's like going from an air-conditioned room and walking directly outside into the hot day. There, I can tell by the difference almost immediately. To this day, I have evil on the left of me many, many times and positive to my right. And then they can switch it up because they're fighting amongst one another. But they give me great answers to help people. Because the bad want to help me, um, they want to help me in a way, give me the answers and they're truthful answers to the client that I'm working with. But then they want to control that, that person because you can watch them almost the demon trying to get into that person's world or into that person's energy, which I prevent at all times. When you come into contact with a good spirit, um, is it in fact that they are looking to cross over as well? Um, I believe that the good have gone to the light and have crossed over, but they 
might have done something that wasn't too pleasant on this earth, and they've come back to make amends to try and help the people that they've hurt. And uh, the ones that haven't gone to the light, you can tell that they are more frightened because the energy is spastic. They would come on and come off like a strobe light in energy. It's that fast, and you know that they haven't gone to the light. The ones that have, it's a, it's a, it's a very nice feeling. They come into the light. Uh, I feel their energy, and it's always positive. And then they, and then they talk, and it's just like you and I talking right now. It just blows my mind, and I just—that's the kind of things that I try and explore and explain to people when I'm on the show. Now, on the other side, um, do you feel like uh, your show and your investigations are missing out by not having as much equipment uh, in the uh, electronic world as, let's say, Zach and the boys? No, I've got—I'm very good at this, and um, I have a, a whole bunch of uh, skeptics and. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And people that would follow me and we would do certain ghost hunts in certain areas of uh, Ontario, Canada. And uh, I would uh, point out that you're going to get a picture of two orbs if you take that picture right now. And then right away, pointing my finger, all the cameras go there. And about four or five of them have a set of orbs taking pictures. And it's not a cross of everyone's cameras, because I do tell them, you take a picture, then someone else take a picture, and maybe you'll catch them. And out of the four people, two of them got the photos of two orbs being there. Then they even asked me their names, and I was able to mention their names, and uh, I had a police officer 
take a look and investigate those names. I never heard back from them to find out if they had actually committed suicide there. Now, you're scheduled to start filming a second season this spring for your new show. I'm humbled by this. This is so much fun. Now, do you guys get to pick the locations that you go to in the investigations, or is it something that the production does? Um, We try and avoid homes, because I would have to do four or five homes in a week to make a a, a television show for that hour. And it's, it, it becomes um, too busy. It would, sound, it would look like a soap opera. You wouldn't know who's who. So we always try and look for the most haunted places anywhere in Canada that, have a, that we have an opportunity to go in. And uh, I think we're going to start doing some, uh, some, some uh, homes in, not homes, sorry, some places in Quebec, uh, on uh, Quebec, um, in BC maybe, and if I get an opportunity to go into the U.S., I want to just go on in Tennessee, because that to me, I've been there many times, and that's one of the most hunted uh, states I've ever been to. <laughs> Do you find places like uh, graveyards and uh, churches can be more haunted than uh, someone's home? Uh, yeah, I would. I. You understand, I'm sure you've done shows where people talk about vortexes. Yes. So I believe that there's certain areas where a vortex is, whether it's a graveyard, um, and they're not as haunted as people say they are, in my opinion, again, sorry, uh, but they're not as haunted as it would be the Dairy Queen that was right beside the, uh, the uh, cemetery. That place is haunted, and I would get more energy from that because that is a certain vortex. It was a happy place to be. People would come in and out, but at the same time, the employees would feel uncomfortable. So they're everywhere. So you don't really think it matters too much if we uh, decide to get cremated or where we're actually uh, laid to rest? No, I think Warren, it's a shell. Uh, We leave that shell. We keep our soul and we move on. And we just increase our... Are, uh, we increase the opportunity to be the best that we can be. I'm very skeptical that we keep on coming back to Earth to be mean and to be evil. I think we might even ask that that happens in one of our soul lives just to have the experience. I know it sounds horrible, but I think that that's what a lot of spirits or human beings are right now. We're our own experiment. We we just go out there and we just make ourselves do certain things because we didn't do them in the past life where we're trying to regenerate and be better than we were or eviler than we are, if that's such a word. Then you have a belief in reincarnation. Absolutely, yes, totally. What would you think the purpose of uh, reincarnation is then? Is it just a continuous challenge to our own souls uh, for growth? in uh, spirituality right I think I believe in that wholeheartedly Um, uh, I find that we're all here to take lessons and uh, being reincarnated over and over again and having all of these lives because I can come back in this life maybe 50 more times because I have not learned my purpose I have not learned what I was supposed to be doing I never expected to be on television more. I never expected to have this kind of connection. I worked for a transport company for 33 years as a 
logistics guy. I, I was nobody special. I was just that guy. And then I just decided I couldn't do this anymore. I stopped, moved on, and with the support of my wife, I just 100% flourished and took off, and all of a sudden this attention came through, and that was part of my calling. So I feel much better in this body with this soul life because I'm learning every day something new. I'm not out to punish anyone, hurt anyone. I'm out here to learn or to help the people find their loved ones and move on or give them an answer from their loved ones. I think that is my job. With reincarnation, do you believe that it's uh, a group reincarnation? So all of the other spirits that we're around right now all kind of uh, pass on and then we're reconnected in our next reincarnation of life? Um, see, I, I hear of that, Warren, but I can't say, oh, I've met you before, or it feels like I've known you my whole life and you might have just met that person. I'm not sure. I can't answer that. Um, I wish it would be true because maybe when you do meet that person, I feel so relieved that this person accepts me for who I am right away without having to, uh, make an excuse not to, not to understand what I do for a living. Do you have the belief that everybody walking around, you know, the street cleaner, the ditch digger, everybody in the world has this ability to connect with spirit? Everyone. Absolutely. So are most people just getting caught up in modern life and their um, work and kids and house and uh, smartphones and so they're just not paying attention and it's just kind of passing them by? You're basically answering my, you're answering it for me. I mean, I have uh, five amazing grandchildren and they know more about the electronic world than I ever have at that age because there were no computers. And if they were, they were in big offices somewhere. And um, I, I rode a bike and played in the park. These kids play on their electronic devices and uh, they pay attention to that so hardly. I'm not saying that my grandchildren, that's all they do, but I, my, I have a grandson and a granddaughter that do see things and explain to their mom that, hey, that's, uh, I see this old man. So even with the electronic world, He's not being shunned away from it. We ask him to express himself. But he does see a, a, a man with a beard in his home. He's not frightened by him, but he just knows that he's there. Yes, I feel that myself. I think that uh, when you walk into a room where there's been a fight, you can pick up the uh, vibrations, uh, just as if you go to a place that everybody's happy and having a good time. You pick up that vibration as well. It, that's exactly what I pick up with the dead. It's vibrations, good and bad, and it's such, it, it sounds biblical almost, and I'm, I don't like to be that way, but it's, you can, any psychic, any medium, any clairvoyant, anybody with any special sensitivity to, the, to our spiritual world, you can define good and bad. That's why I was kind of curious about Kevin Sullivan saying that everyone was evil or demonic. I don't see that. That's the, I would challenge him. Certainly, you know, Kevin only sees things as one way, and uh, a lot of people have challenged him on this. You're not the first. Um, he's sort of um, saying that you as a medium are being manipulated by the demon so that they can get across a message 
to somebody that you're reading for to direct them in the direction that the demon wants them to go into? No. Um, we get higher levels of demonic that, you know, obviously can, can uh, uh, take control of a person's body and uh, where the religious side of exorcism is required or the smudging of a home to be removed. Uh, I've seen it. I've been in it all. So uh, those things are kind of scary for me even. And I'm the spiritual guy who's out there to try and find out why they're doing that. And they are so mean that they would attack me or hurt me or uh, smell of sulfur enough that it'll make you sick to your stomach. And there's a lot of that out there. I agree. But I believe wholeheartedly that there's more positive than there are negative. And I believe more in the spiritual trying to give us an answer world than I believe that it's always demonic. Now, earlier you were talking about angels. So you obviously have a belief that we have angels that are around us all the time. Yeah, I've seen three in my lifetime. Uh, again, it's like... Uh, for the last 51 years, I guess, I've been involved spiritually. Um, one was basically, uh, uh, I saw one around a child when I was 11 years old. I saw an, uh, an angel-type figure in front of one of my clients right in my own home, which kind of freaked me out because I wasn't prepared, but I was so relaxed about it. And uh, just recently at the... Uh, at, uh, the asylum in St. Thomas. I had seen an angel, which kind of freaked me out. I wasn't prepared. You're never prepared for something as angelic as that. You, you were never, ever are. What do you think the purpose of the angels are? Uh, what, what exactly are they doing? Okay. Um, I can sit there and become almost emotional for no reason whatsoever because it's it, it feels that, like, oh, wow, I'm in the presence of somebody a little bit stronger than me, a little bit um, uh, healthier than me that's trying to help me, that's trying to give me guidance for the person that they're dealing with beside them. Uh, they're so, so helpful. It's amazing. I, I, they're there to give us an answer, and they, they make you feel at ease in seconds, and you know that they're good people or good souls. Sorry. I, I consider us all people in a way. Sorry. Now, you've named the show Knock Knock Ghost. Uh, can I ask where the name came from for the show? Oh, that's uh, that's from our producer, Kyle Whitelaw. Uh, he picked that out, and uh, he is such a... Uh, let's not just say for my show or our show. Uh, Kyle has an imagination that just uh, can blow you away and... He's so into everything and so professional. This guy's he, he blows my mind. I'm glad I'm a part of his his life. This guy can think of so many things. And he has a, a demented sense of humor sometimes that I'm not even ready for, which I love. <laughs> so where do you see the future of this going? Well, um, I would I'm gonna tell you a couple of things that I would like to see. I would like to really have a spin-off of all of us ghost hunters. And uh, you know how they do uh, 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 the they're looking for the best of the best in The Voice or some show that's out there with the best music singers or that type of thing or the best entertainers. 
I would like to have a, a spin-off of the best psychics down the road, and I'm hoping that I can personally produce that show one day. I have to wish you good luck getting all the psychics together. Oh, listen, we, we all have egos. We all think we're this or that or whatever the case may be, and um, I, I, I'm no better than the next psychic or the next medium. If they have a certain talent, like, go ahead, share that with us. I don't, I, if someone is a better psychic than me or a better clairvoyant medium, whatever they saying they are, and I can sit with them and just agree, they have center stage. I will send people to them. I have sent people to other people that could, other psychics, mediums that could help my client base. I, I don't have an ego here. I really don't. The only ego is, um, um, maybe wanting the world to love this show. Now, if I understand this, you actually have a client base and you do readings outside of the show. Yeah, this is it's great. I'm booking like uh, two months in advance where I used to only book two days in advance. So that has changed and that is because of the TV show and my um, popularity out there now. But it's more of the... Um, I'm doing a psychic reading, but I'm also doing life coaching at the same time, which is my, it's the ultimate thing I've ever wanted to do. I took a course in life coaching. I was able to use the tools that we were taught for all of us to be better at something that we wanted to do or give people the tools to get better at doing something. But I can break it down quicker because I'm a psychic, so I'm looking for answers from your guides, and I get them much quicker. I can change people. I've changed people's position of what they've done in their job in nine weeks and they've moved on to be completely successful. It doesn't happen every time, but it makes a person feel better about themselves, gives them confidence, the ability to say no. Um, so many different positive things like stop living a, a horrible lifestyle, you know, that type of thing. And it works and I'm, I'm very successful at it. So maybe that's my ego there. Yes, but it sounds like you're helping a lot of people as well. It is, and uh, people can go to my website. Those uh, testimonials that are out there, I have not changed a word. All I do is uh, I read them and, and put them out there. I haven't had a bad one yet, so if I had a bad one, Warren, I'd put it out there just so people can have another point of view that I've been that lucky. Now, in the world today with all the terrorism going on and uh, uh, killings and um, mass shootings and and, and negative things in general. Um, now, do you think this is demons or um, evil spirits in a sort of way that are trying to, um, you know, are they manipulating um, living people? It has an influence for sure. I'm very, I wish, um, listen, my, my neighbors to the South, the Americans, I love all of you people, I really do, but I wish gun control would happen, you know? That's my personal opinion. It's, it's, it's hurting us. It's hurting the world. And I just wish that would change. And I think that would lead to something else of being better to your fellow man that way. Because a, a gun is control. Why not be able to talk with words? I think it's that simple, but we don't see it that way. Yeah, I used to believe that wholeheartedly um, because I see so many countries... Um, like Canada and Australia that have done really well with gun control. I don't know that it'd work in the United States. 
I agree with your statement uh, uh, as a rebuttal, but I just it just takes one person, Warren, one person to make those changes. And it just it snowballs after that. Eventually it'll just end. I I do see an end to guns in my lifetime. I do see an end to guns. And speaking of evil people that have lived on the world, uh, such as Hitler or Osama bin Laden, um, now, do they pass on as we all do, or are they stuck on Earth, or um, do they need to be led into the light? Um, where do you think that they go? Oh, I think they've come back a couple of times and have already been destroyed. I don't believe that they've um, um, come, to, come back to this Earth to be friendly. Those are the type of demonic spirits that stay in that world. Uh, I'm not just saying that Hitler has, but I would say he's come back three or four times. But he wasn't dead when they said he was dead, that's for sure. But he he's come back quickly. He could have been like a, uh, the serial killer looking for specific people to murder, that type of thing. That's the demonic side that I pick up from people. Now, how do people get a hold of you to get a reading or communicate, uh, what's your contact information? Well, they can go to my website. It's jghuntconsulting.com. Um, they can also like me on, uh, I have a Facebook tab that they can like me and see what the heck is going on. Um, I do Skype readings. Uh, I, I'm doing it internationally now since uh, I'm going as far as um, in Bali and uh, New Delhi and uh I've done, I think, every state except Arizona so far. Oh. <laughs> Arizona has called. So. <laughs> well, Arizona, I'm not going to touch that one today. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You made me laugh. That was a good one today. Thank you. Our guest has been Medium Jim Hunt from the show Knock Knock Ghost, seen on Out TV in Canada, and hopefully uh, in quite a few stations coming up in the U.S. and the U.K., well, we're hoping that the American stations will pick it up so that we can be a challenge to everybody, and hopefully the U.K. will be very shortly as well. I've really enjoyed the conversation today. Again, thank you. Warren, thank you very much for everything. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah. Good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.